Jeremiah 33, 3, come with me and I will show you great and mighty things beyond your imagination. I'll show you how to make the impossible possible. Welcome to the Kindling Fire. My name is Troy Mangum. This podcast is here to advance the revolution Jesus started, a revolution of the free, the fire starters, the troublemakers, and the zealots. I interview people who I think are awesome, who have heard that revolutionary call and are going after Jesus with their whole heart. If you listen to this show and join our community, I know God is going to speak to you. I believe God wants to change the world through you, through your unique gifts and talents He's given you. This podcast is here to be a voice of encouragement in your life, a voice that says, with God you can, and with God you will. Let's get rolling. All right. Today in the Kindling Fire, I have my friend Alan Arnold on the show. Hi, Alan. Hey, man. How are you doing? I'm doing good. And uh, so uh, for those of you, you've probably heard a little bit about Alan. He's already been on the show before, but if you can kind of recognize his voice, you probably recognize his voice from the Wild at Heart podcast, which you are the host of. One of the things you do. Right. Yeah. I get to produce it and I'm often on it, but mainly just love getting it out each week. It's, it's a, it's a labor of love. A lot of passion goes into it. Yeah. And so uh, you are an author of a, of a just off the press book, which we're going to talk about, but prior to that, you wrote uh, the story of with uh, recently you wrote chaos can't. And I, I'm sure some people have, have heard of that. I think you wrote that in 2020. We're going to be talking about your new book, Waves of Creativity. So, and the last thing I'll say is that we got to know each other quite well as you were the writing coach of my recent book, Fatherhood Face Plants, which I am deeply indebted to you for, uh, you know, calling me into the deep. <laughs> well, man, that... I tell you, you did go into the deep and in a really courageous way on that book. And that book, I'm already telling every dad I know, like, get a copy because it's one thing to have principles and tips and techniques on fatherhood. It's another to share your life as a way to provide a roadmap and hard-won insights for other guys in a very vulnerable, funny, true uh, raw way. And Troy, that's like, to me that there's gold in your book that I got to come along for the ride and help, help a little bit, but, um, yeah, it's, it's an amazing book. It was so cool to be part of that. Thank you, man. I, I tell you, um, it would not be even close to what it became because, uh, without your, your investment and help. So, but Hey, I'm so excited about, uh, to talk about your new book. It really literally just came off the press. When did this release? Just about two weeks ago, oh it, man, it, it was made live. Uh, and Waves of Creativity, you know, it's my third book, as you mentioned. And the story of With, all the books are very different. So the story of With is mostly an allegory with a little bit of teaching. And the whole theme of it is intimacy, how to be sons and daughters who pursue what you love with God. And so intimacy was the theme of that one. Chaos Can't really is had a short allegory, a few pages at the beginning, and was all teaching in very short one, two-page chapters on how to overcome chaos. And it was all about initiation. It's one thing to have intimacy with God. That's the foundation. But then 
how do we get initiated? It's through the storms, through the chaos. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And waves of creativity, again, totally different. It's, it's got a short allegory at the beginning, but then there's no chapters. It's all kind of thoughts and ideas about God and creativity based on the theme. There's multiple themes throughout the book. And um, that's really, to me, Troy, about interpretation, because one of the biggest problems I think we have, even when we're intimate with God and know him as sons and know him as daughters and know him as father, even then, how we interpret our day, how we interpret our calling, our dreams, our struggles when we're stuck, like interpretation is everything. And mm. the enemy always wants us to misinterpret. Yeah. And, and so in our flesh and our own limited view often gives us the wrong interpretation. So this book is really meant to be a thought at a time, like smelling salts to help us go, oh yeah, this is why my dreams matter. This is why um, I feel, I'm feeling stuck. It's not just me and there's a way out and this is what success really is. So that's my hope with waves of creativity. It washes over people. They can read a thought a day. They can read a page a day, any order they want. But I hope it's like a lifeline for people where they're feeling like a little bit, um, I don't know, like they've lost heart or they've lost direction. Um, and it's not a question of if they believe in God. It's just a matter of, but yeah, how do I interpret my day? How do I navigate my day? And um, I'm a big fan of the ocean and the beach. Yeah. And I know how that feels when you step in and those waves wash over you. And that's what I hope this book does for people. Yeah, I, I think that in, in the way that I experienced your book is that it was really like every creative needs inspiration. Uh, sometimes we need it more than air. You know, we need that that uh, desire to be inspired. And, and I've and I've sought other books when I've looked that books and I've said, oh, look, you know, that looks like something will help me be more creative. But they get into like atomic habits and discipline. And, I have that. And, I have that book and, the journal. <laughs> and yeah. all this stuff. And right. it's just sort of like it, it, it gets into the practice of creativity and the discipline of creativity. But that that heart posture, that inspiration, your book, Waves of Creativity, it felt like almost like a devotional for a creative heart. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like, here are things, and we're going to get into some, some goal that you have in there in, in a moment in the podcast, but, but I just want the listeners to hear, like, if you're creative, and, and it, you could be this super artist type, or you could be the entrepreneurial type, or whatever type, ministry type, whatever type you are, we're all creative in some way. This really helps formulate such a beautiful way to do it from a healthy heart, whole heart perspective. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's well said. I that's my hope is that you know because I spend a good bit of my life meeting, speaking, coaching with creatives at conferences for creatives, all kind of creatives, and what I continually find is. And this, and, and this is true for worship leaders at churches, you know, like you said, any creative architects, teachers, uh, coaches, and they are all burnout mm. and they have given it their best shot, but they, they just are kind of weary and they've lost that spark. And so to help them understand how to pursue it with God in a way that it's not all up to them and the pressure goes off and actually the joy comes back in because we were never meant to create alone. We were never meant 
to do it all on our own. And so I hope this is a good reminder. It is, it is like a devotional. It is inspiration. And um, it's, I always try to write the book that I wish I could find. Yeah. And, and I hear, you know, when I coach writers and I hear their dreams and story, I'm like, you write that book because it's the book you're wanting to write is not only your journey in some way, but it's also the thing you wish was there probably for you at a certain stage. And it wasn't. And for me, this is the type of book. I mean, if it was out there, I would have found it. And I was like, I so want a book that will do this for me. And so God, let's create it together. Oh, that's so cool. So, so one of the things I know about you, Alan, and I, and I, and I'd love to hear more and let the listeners hear more is your heart behind your desire to help people co-create with God. Um, I've been around you long enough to where it almost feels like a, like a life mission in some regards. I'd like to just hear a little bit more about like, where did this passion come from to help people with that idea or that process? It's a wild story. Uh, it's one of my favorite stories. And, and you were mentioning earlier, I had helped, you know, authors publish 500 novels. I was a fiction publisher for a decade super creative role. And I didn't have this understanding or passion or desire like this. Then hmm. what happened was I had accepted my job uh, at Wild at Heart and I was closing down. I never planned to leave publishing. John Eldridge called one day. We knew each other. Uh, he said, hey, Alan, I'd like you to join the team. I quickly said, no, thank you. I'm happy okay. where I'm at. Yeah. And he said, okay, well, hey, buddy, here's the thing uh, before we hang up. I just wanted to leave this with you. I've been in a lot of prayer. God's already told me you are coming. So talk to him about it and then get back to me. <laughs> and this was after I'd already declined. And I was, it was very disruptive. But thanks to him, I did practice learning to hear the voice of God. And I did do a lot of talking with God in prayer. And it was evident pretty quick. That was the invitation. So I resigned from my publishing role. I was at my last writer's conference, I thought in California, up in the Redwoods, uh, Mount Hermon, a place called Mount Hermon. And I'm teaching this class on social media, not really a passion of mine. And I heard the Holy Spirit clearer than I've ever heard in my life, Troy. And he said, your new mission is going after the hearts of creatives. I, I heard within that clearly those words. And in the room, a minute later, people start, two women start crying. A guy raises his hand. I think something weird's going on in here. Another person goes, the atmosphere is changing. And, and I knew there had been this infusion of the Holy Spirit, but I didn't know what it meant. At the time, it didn't make sense because I was leaving a creative role for Wild at Heart, which is a great ministry, but it's not aimed at creatives specifically. And so all of a sudden, I had a hunger for something but I had no idea how to do it. It was like the Holy Spirit said, your new favorite food is this. And I'd never tried it. And I didn't want to eat anything else. Wow. So that started this ministry. That was a decade ago. And from that time, God has opened up door after door after door to put me in front of creatives. And, and when I would ask them what they wanted me to speak on, they'd say, you know, we don't, we're not even going to ask you. God just said, you're supposed to be keynoting and you know what you're supposed to talk about. And, and that would happen again and again. And that never happened to me before. Like even when I was in publishing, I got asked to speak a lot, but it was always on industry things and very yeah, pretty set agendas, pretty set agenda. Right. Yeah. And so, I mean, 
this happened so many times. And then what I started realizing was the hearts of creatives, right? Because we're all creative and God has put in our DNA specific, unique skills, talents, desires, passions. But what the enemy has done is he's tried to convince us we can do those things without God. Mm. The enemy has taken his best shot over time. I mean, we, if we had more time in this podcast, we could go into the war in heaven. You know, he imagined, Lucifer imagined a future without God. He imagined he could become God. He used his creative mind and imagined it and then tried to take over and, and kill God, throw God off the throne. Of course, yeah. that didn't go well, but he, but he talked a third of the angels into imagining that scenario. And that was the war in heaven before mm. creation. And then when he's kicked out of heaven, when that fails, the first thing he does is try to convince our first, you know, father and mother, Adam and Eve on earth, you know, you don't really need God. He's holding out. And ever since then, the enemy has come against us in our creative realms and said, you are gifted maybe, but go for it. You don't need God. And actually a lot of highly creative people in Hollywood and, and other places are great storytellers in their own strength, but they're using those stories to turn people away from God and away yeah. from God. So creativity, the enemy wants to turn it away from God and against God. And, and we have lost the ability to learn how to use our gifts and our dreams, pursue them with God. So that's my life mission. That's my heart's yeah. passion. Started a decade ago and is stronger than ever. You know, I think that hearing you share that and kind of reading through some of the, the excerpts on your book, it really comes through, right? Because that, because that to me, that distinction, I was telling you kind of in a previous conversation that what I've seen is people go after the heads of artists and the practice of artists and the logic and the all the skills and the head of artists. Whereas I felt like there are like extremely few that care about the heart of artists and, and the, and the wholeness of artists. And, and you're one of those voices um, that care and that comes through in this book. Well, and I even, thank you. I even dedicated the book, you know, it, the dedication isn't to a person. It's mm. to the hearts for the hearts of creatives. Yeah. And I really felt God wanting me to dedicate this book to the people he put before me for this mission. Mm. And so, you know, the, the dedication says, when you feel unseen, don't believe it. When the journey seems impossible, stay with it. When the pull is to do it yourself, choose instead to pursue it with God. When no one seems to notice your work, know that your creativity matters far more than it appears. When God gives you a dream, he will see it through. May this book give you hope along the way. Yeah, and that yeah. really, that was, that was the mission born in California at that writer's conference a decade ago. And I felt like God was saying this book, all books have come from that, but this book, give it back to those people who you're on mission for in a very real way. So, um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So let's, sure let's, I was just going to tell you one quick last yeah, thing. Sure. I, I got two days ago, I had a call. And I was invited to a major writer's conference. And this was a good filter for me, kind of just to see where I was at. And I'd never been to this conference. And they said, you can speak on whatever you want, but here's the only deal. We have a lot of non-believers 
agnostics, atheists, uh, all across the board in our writers group. And so you can talk about whatever you want. You just can't talk about God. <laughs> and, but you can talk about all, you know, publishing strategies and trends and, and I didn't even have to think about it. I just said, I, I can't do that. Like, it's not that I won't do it, even though I won't, I, I literally can't, I cannot even think about creativity. I have no desire to even try to frame it without the creator. And it was a, it was a really good, I think, revealing moment for myself to go, I, I just, I literally am so passionate about this with God, how we do it with God, with the creator, yeah. why he created us this way to talk about creativity without God. It, it just feels impossible. And so it's neat. And that's to awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That that's really good. I, I love when you, we get those win moments, you're, you're kind of true to the call, you know, <laughs> like that, that sounds like a win moment. Yeah. <laughs> so let me read uh, one of the excerpts. This is from, uh, you kind of sectioned the book off uh, in, in different categories, and this was on growth. And I'll just read the excerpt, but I'd just love for you to respond to. And it says, as we grow, our world expands, the art follows. When we become stagnant, our world shrinks and the art follows. The growth of our craft begins with the growth in ourselves. Yeah. Well, yeah. Respond to that. Well, we often want the art and by the art, I mean, whatever we love to do. Right. So yeah. you can be a coach and your coaching is an art. Art isn't just paint on a canvas. And I believe we want our art to always go first and we want it to pull us forward. We want it. We want it to validate us. We want it to create fame um, and recognition and what I have learned over time is we always have to go first. The art looks at us and goes, I'm ready, but you first. And so when <laughs> we try to control our surroundings, when we try to create by formula, then I believe our story, the one we're living, grows stagnant uh, and stale. And anytime we try to do things because they worked that way last time or based on how the past was and we get into kind of a, a routine and and we blindly kind of just keep repeating and hoping for the same thing it just doesn't work it just doesn't work and here's the reason why it doesn't work because that's not how god creates hmm. and god is the one who invented creativity there there was no creativity it's not just that god is creative he created creativity. And so he's the original creator and, and there was not even creativity before him. And he made it to be original, unique, fresh. And when we try in our own strength to find something that works, what do we normally do, Troy? We normally, as humans, we normally go, I got the formula, this is it. So people like this, I'm gonna give them more of the same because it worked. And lightning will strike again and again if I keep just doing the same thing. Yeah. And it, it's never, God does not wire the universe to work that way. It's more relational than formula, relational with him and relational with others. And so that's what I was trying to hit it there. If we want growth, we have to enter new terrain that stretches us, that challenges us, that we're, where we're not the expert. And yeah. we have to step into that 
and, and grow with God in a way that gives us new eyes to see, new stories to tell. And when we do, then our creativity grows. And when we play it safe and try to just rely on formula, over time, the art reveals it, you know? And uh, I used to be a big fan of John Grisham, you know, mm -hmm. and he yeah. writes little thrillers. And I, I'm sure he's a great guy. I've never met him. I'm sure he's a great guy. And he's a very talented writer. But here's the thing. I think he's a better writer today, 20-something novels later, than his very first novel. Because mm -hmm. he's mastered the craft more every time. But the stories are too similar to each other. And I'm sure his publishing house is telling him, in some way, write the next legal thriller like the last one to get the same results as last time. And over time, that formula caused me to quit reading an author that I really loved. Why? Because I felt like I'd read kind of that same story yeah. 17 times. Well, that's the, the, what I, what it's like the X, there's an external prep, like the fact that you said art says to you, go first. Yeah. There's an external pressure for the, the guarantee, right? Which is what drives formula and drives the ninth version of fast and furious and all the other things that, right. that just keep cranking it out. Whereas when there is truly a, a unique individual or a God, God breathed individual that allows God to recreate them and recreate them and recreate them, then their expression of their life is fresh um, and they don't like succumb to the pressure, which there will always be pressure to sort of say, get in the box because the box is success or <laughs> whatever. Right. Right. And we long for guarantees, quite honestly, this is in the book too, in some fashion, but we long for guarantees more than God oftentimes. Yeah. We amen. want the guarantee and we think we get the guarantee by some secret formula. And when mm. we find one thing that works, man, we latch onto that. And until it doesn't work, we hold on to it like, like Aladdin's lamp or something that we just keep rubbing the same way. And it, it's, it's a shame because, you know, formula is great for like a muffin mix. If you want to make Duncan Hines muffin mix, there is a formula. You put so much milk, so many eggs, you do it the same way every time. And the muffins taste the same way every time. Right. McDonald's hamburgers taste the same way all around the world because it's a formula, but nobody thinks a McDonald's hamburger is the best hamburger they've ever tasted. It's, it's not original. It's not unique. There's not a lot of passion in it. It is a formulaic burger that has consistent taste. But what we want to do in our calling is really go into the unknown terrain into the untraveled unexplored roads. And we do mm. that with God with no guarantee but that God is with us. And from there, man, all kind of wild, fresh things happen. Yeah. And creation itself, even in Genesis, like, you know, God didn't find something he liked and, and, and he didn't go like, wow, the elephant that I think I was at my peak on the elephant when I created elephants. I'm just going to stick with elephants now. I'm going to make a thousand kind of elephants. Instead, he was like, yeah, but my next thing is a butterfly. And my next thing is a honeybee. And my next thing is a stallion. There was no formula to creation. And so now we get to see how he creates as our father. And we get to co-create with him as sons and daughters. And when we do, we either get God or we get formula. Yeah. And, amen. Yeah. That's, that's so good. I, I, I think that, 
I mean, anyway, if you guys dig into this book, you're going to see, a, you're going to find so much freshness. And I love the way you did it because you kind of went through, I don't want to say rant. Well, it's random. It's just, you just went through random topics. There was no, there's never like sequence or order. So let, let's just, I'm going to jump onto one that I thought was really good. It's called comparison. And I think every creative can kind of, you know, feel this, this, and I'll just read it out and you can respond. Our culture is all about comparison, conformity, and control. Industry set rules and records. Customers want more of the same, just like what you were saying. But the trick, but the bigger question is this, are you running the race you were born to run? Even if there's no cleared path, no cheering crowds, no upfront interest in your art, and no clear endpoint. No clear endpoint. That's so important. If not, you'll eventually burn out because you're stuck on a treadmill rather than a path of life. Well said. Any more to say on that? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I just really believe, you know, industries, and I was in the publishing industry, it, it has to, it's, it, all of them have good people, but they all start to look to formula. And, and I saw that in publishing like this. Hey, this book really worked in August of this year by this author. So we need to annualize it. So next August, we have the next book by that author. And it's close enough to the same that it is going to hit the same audience, but maybe more people this time. And so we'll spend a little more money on marketing, a little more money on the cover design, and we'll continue to try to have lightning strike again and again. And, you know, Troy, it's so funny because it never... I want to say never happened. I'm sure there were one or two times, but 99% of the time you couldn't duplicate success and, but industries try again and again and again. Mm. And so the real test for individuals, I think is just because something worked that God invited you into one time, do you feel that he has to do the same thing again the next time? If you had the best vacation of your life in Florida last year, do you feel like you have to go back to that same place this year? Because that's the formula for the, the next best time in your oh life. Oh my God. This has or so much you... to do with expectations. Yeah. Right? Is, is totally. God a God that, that, that is a God that says there's other wonderful places for you to discover, or is he a God that only shows up in Florida? It, it's sort of like, it has a lot to do with, it's the reason why I eat the same food. I know this is good. That. I don't know if that's good, but I know this is good. This is safe. That's risky. And whereas God is always saying, try the new food, go to the next place. Let's go to the, and it's always requires faith. And it always pushes up against, well, God, can you make a food as good as this burger that I just had? And then the answer is always yes, but we <laughs> never give them a chance to like, you know, try. Right. We don't see new things because we limit God to the old things. And it's, it's really, you know, it's not God that's not coming through. It's, it's, that's the reason we get stuck is our own just sense of, I know what I have, so I'm not going to risk it for what I don't have. Yeah. You know, I, I want to respond to, we're, and we're uh, almost out of time here, but I want to respond to the thing you said. Um, are you running the race you were uh, born to run? And then it goes on to say, with no clear endpoint. I remember when I started writing with you and you were helping me, I had no clear endpoint. I really didn't. I, but I knew that I had to write. And so I just wrote. 
and a lot of it I threw it away, but I was exercising the, the gift and the call and the pull. I was like, okay, I feel the pull. I'm going to just do something. And then eventually it got that something got crafted into a book for dads. It did not mm -hmm. turn out as a book for dads. It just was me getting something out, you know? And so that point about no clear endpoint, I mean, so many people create with this end state in mind, right? You know, they've right. already kind of baked the cookie before they even put the first ingredient in. <laughs> right. And, and, and what happens there usually is the person doing that gets bored with it. And if, if as a creator, you're bored with your creation or it's somewhat stale or static or stuck, then you can bet the end user is going to feel even more that way. Yeah. Yeah. And totally. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not how God is. So it's, whenever we're including God in our creativity, it will not be repetitive, formulaic, predictable, or safe. And, and again, there's no guarantees, but God, but do you want to co-create with the creator of the universe and the galaxy and the stars? Or do you want to do something in your own strength and just keep trying to find success on your own? And yeah, to me, no. that's a really boring way to, to approach your dreams. Yeah. And so Alan, I am so glad that God's called you into kind of really ministering to the heart of artists because you are, God expresses the most beautiful things through art in all kinds of forms. And if you can cr help those people God is calling to create become healthy and whole and going on this great risk and adventure with God, what a beautiful thing would be the result of those you know, uh, the, the art that gets created. And I, I just, how exciting. I'm sure it's exciting to see some of the fruit of all that. <laughs> oh, it's, I mean, what happens is when people step into their deepest identity with God and create from that place, they give birth to things of beauty and life and hope and wildness and, and just creativity that, you know, God says in scripture, we read, where he says, since the beginning of time, I've hidden things waiting for the sons and daughters to discover them. And it's almost like Easter eggs. It's like the things have been hidden since the beginning of creation until you and the listeners and I actually have the courage and the boldness to step into it and say, God, I'm going to follow my dreams with you and I'm going to see wherever it leads. And I think he goes, awesome. I've been I've had this thing hidden waiting for you to discover since I created the world. And now here it is. Let's do this together. Oh, and so exciting. that invitation never gets old. And I just see people light up when they finally go, that's what it looks like to pursue my dreams. I'm all in. Yeah. So if people want to follow up with kind of, you know, I, obviously I've, I've talked about you being a coach. You, you do so much. Uh, do they go to withallen.com? Yeah, if they want to find out more, uh, W-I-T-H-A-L-L-E-N with Allen.com is a place where it's uh, got free videos, it's got free teaching, it's got blog posts, um, and they can reach out to me if they are interested. I do one-on-one -on -one coaching uh, to help people discover how to enter into their story and creativity with God. Mm. So they can reach out to me that way. And then, you know, Troy, if they like um, waves of creativity from what we've discussed, I encourage people go on Amazon and just look inside the book. You don't have to buy the book, but you can read the first 15 pages or so. And the allegory is included in those first pages. Yeah, and it's all yeah. about finding our voice, finding our creative voice with God. And so you can read the whole allegory free and 
sample some of these pages, other pages. And um, I think that alone would cause you to have a spark yeah. uh, of inspiration. So I encourage people to do that too. That's awesome. Well, well, guys, you guys want to pick up Waves of Creativity. Um, I am so excited. I got a copy of it and uh, and it's been inspiring to me and I'm going to be using it as a devotional, just something I'll turn to every day just to kind of get a, a, a inspiration of something to, to help me kind of continue to create. Alan, it's so good to call you a friend and I'm so glad that we had to have this this conversation. So any, any last thoughts you want to leave with the listeners? I just encourage the listeners, Troy, to do this, to believe what you've seen as impossible is possible and claim Jeremiah 33, three, which is, you know, God invites us, come with me and I will show you great and mighty things beyond your imagination. In other words, I'll show you how to make the impossible possible. I'll mm -hmm. show you how to get through that hurdle that you think, that mountain that you think can't move. When it comes to your dreams and creativity, claim that and then watch God as a father take you on the most incredible road trip into your dreams. When people do that, the impossible really does start to become possible, not because of our strength, but because God is an amazing God and he built us, wired us, to pursue our dreams with him. So I would just encourage any listener, I know it may seem like something's too late, not enough time, you've already tried, uh, nobody cares, but step into that passion that you've been wired for with God and watch the impossible become possible. Oh man, that's such a great, great way to end it. Alan, thank you so much for, for what you do. And uh, just keep doing it. And I can't wait to hear of all those that you, you help in the future. So thank you for coming on, Alan. Troy, thank you, friend. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you want more information on The Kindling Fire, just go to Instagram and you can just search my name, Troy Mangum, or The Kindling Fire and you will find our page. Subscribe to our YouTube channel where we're doing video podcasts as well. Okay, guys, go and be awesome.